Hello, welcome back to Let's Talk Title with Emercoast Title Services. I'm president of ECTS and host, Dion Moniz. I'm Ashley Bowen, director of operations of Emercoast Title Services, and I'm a licensed title agent. And co-host. And co-host. <laughs> and today we have a special guest, Jane Kerrigan. Uh, she's with our law firm, Hand Aaron All Harris to Sale. For those of you that don't know me, I also have a full law practice through the law firm, but we're not here to talk about me, we're here to talk about Jane. So Jane, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, as Deanne said, my name is Jane Kerrigan. I've been in the area since about 2008, and I've been primarily focused on estate planning and probate. I have my master's in tax from Alabama, so I'm excited to discuss this with you all today. Thank you for being here. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, we had Jane on our podcast about a year ago. Two years, two years ago. ago. Wow, time flies. <laughs> so we thought we'd bring her back and uh, give you guys a little education on probate. Actually, before we get into that, Jane, what is, what is the significance of you having your LLM or tax law degree? Well, it's basically just giving that extra background in taxes and certain tax implications on how various trusts can work to either reduce tax or primarily estate tax, but we're also looking at reducing income tax. And if we can do that while you're living versus saving that all for when you, when you pass away. So it's just giving us that background. Yeah. So... Jane is our resident uh, estate planning uh, expert in the firm. And so with that LLM, that lets you do the really high-end sexy stuff or the little small, simple stuff. I cover the gamut. That's right, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're glad that you do because we have closings a lot of times or commonly that- We need probate, probate, which yeah. is weird because you don't typically think of dead people when you think of buying and selling real estate, but it happens. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes we have to open up probate and we need Jane to help us. Um, one time, I think you had to help us open up probate for, we need a satisfaction of a mortgage. Yes. <laughs> so it's a lot of things that you wouldn't even think about no. that, that we have to do that. And I think there was a, another closing we've had to do pro, where we actually had to do about 12 probates in order to transfer some property. So wow. <laughs> they can go hand in hand sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we're yeah. very lucky to have the law firm right next to us so that we have access to attorneys like Jane. Exactly. All right, so what I want to do today is I want to go over what probate is and how it impacts or how it could impact a real estate uh, transaction or closing. So Jane, let's start with the basics. What is probate? So probate is essentially the court process where the court will identify who the heirs are and then essentially sign off on that property passing through the heirs. So there's two types essentially of probate. Of probate. There's testate, which is if when the person passes away, they had a will. And the primary focus of the court process in that is that the court identifies that there is a will, make sure it's properly signed, that the heirs are notified, and admits that will to probate. And then from there, the creditors get noticed, and there's a and the administration period is primarily trying to deal with the, the creditors and making sure that they're paid before the assets are distributed. Um, and then the intestate probate is when someone dies without a will. And that's where it's up to the court to determine who the beneficiaries are, and then again go through the creditor process before the property can be transferred. So um, a lot of people think that if they have a will, they don't need probate. But you just explained that if you have a will, you still need probate. And that's primarily so the court can get assets transferred and title and all that stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, so the the primary prop. Uh, excuse me. The primary purpose of the will is just to identify what your wishes are and how you want your estate to be carried out when you pass away. But you're correct. It does not make everything pass 
uh, right away, which is a common misconception. A lot of my clients, once we sign the will, say, great, so no probate. I'm like, well, not exactly. <laughs> um, so the, the court process there is really to ensure that the will is signed correctly and meets all the criteria and then admits the will to probate and appoints your personal representative, which then carries out the terms of the will. And the judge usually will follow the terms of the will? Correct. Okay. He has to, right? Yes, unless the beneficiaries agree otherwise. So you can enter into okay. some beneficiary agreements and things like that. Okay. And then if the person dies intestate, meaning they didn't have a will, then we have to follow Florida statutes? Correct. And so, and Florida statutes will vary based on not just, you know, it doesn't necessarily go automatically to the spouse and then to the kids. We look at is are the kids kids of this spouse or they have a different parent or they have to, so there's a lot of different factors that'll come into how that property will pass if you don't have a will can it ever go to the dog <laughs> but <laughs> if you have a will yes yeah, yeah, okay. you can okay all right <laughs> you signed it, you signed it as well. um so one of the exceptions and we covered this in an episode or two ago uh in our podcast is if on the deed they are joint tenants with the right of survivorship or tenant mm -hmm. or tenants by the entireties, husband mm -hmm. and wife, then if one spouse dies or one joint tenant dies, the other one does automatically get their interest without probate, right? Correct. So that's one of the few exceptions to needing probate. Yes, that is correct. <clears throat> um, so it'll transfer to the living spouse, but then if that living spouse does nothing, when they pass away, then we have to probate. Correct. And right. so one thing that's really, I think, important to point out to clients is just because they're married and their names are on the deed doesn't necessarily mean it'll pass. It has to identify that they're married at some point of the deed. Right. right. We yeah. actually just had a case um, last week that was brought up. They purchased the property before they were married and then they got married, but they never did anything with the deed. And then he passed away and now we have to open probate because it didn't automatically transfer to her because they didn't fix it after mm -hmm. they got married, the deed. Yeah, because if the deed is silent, it defaults to tenants in common. Mm -hmm. So go back and see our podcast about tenancies, <laughs> and uh, we talk all about that. But uh, I just wanted to point out that that was a situation where probate wouldn't be required, as if the language is right on the deed. Correct. And there's another deed that we've been using a lot lately that is very helpful, which is called an enhanced life estate deed, or some people know it as a ladybird deed, where you re, uh, you may reserve the life estate for yourself with the full power over the property. So you can still mortgage, sell, commit waste, um, rent it, anything you want to do while you're living. But then automatically upon death, the remainder in the deed will take over. So that can be done without a will. And that still gets the full tax benefits of passing outside of a will and things like that. So it's another kind of fun tool. So an enhanced life estate deed or a ladybird deed Call Jane at and Arundel Harrison Sale. I think we'll have a podcast episode just on Ladybird. <laughs> so maybe we'll keep you around for another episode, Jane, after this. But um, so, how long does probate typically take? I know there's two or three different types of probate, right? Yes, there is the the, the main two are summary administration and formal administration. Um, the summary administration is basically for any estate where the non-exempt property is under $75,000. So by non-exempt property, there are certain assets that are exempt, considered exempt assets in probate. And what that means is essentially they can't be forced to be sold 
to pay creditors. So that includes the homestead, if it's going to an heir. So wherever you live, if you're leaving it to a blood relative, that is included. Car, personal property. Um, mm. So that... You look like you have a question. So those are things that, um, as long as all of those things are under $75,000. No, no, it's seventy five in addition to that. So if I say I'm the surviving spouse on the house and everything else, I have beneficiary designations on all my bank accounts and things like that. When I pass away, the kids can do a summary administration to get the house into their names, as long as it's going to them and not to my neighbor. Um, so that we do a lot of that. Basically, you have to file a petition with the court to determine that it's homestead, and then that homestead order is what puts the kids on title. And how long does the summary administration take? It I can be I've really quick. Like two weeks. <laughs> I, you, it, it's a lot of it depends on you know the the court, um, but basically we just submit a petition and an order and and kind of wait as that process goes through. But that's assuming that everyone that's receiving the property is signing off on everything and we don't have to serve people and things like that. So that is can be a very quick process. And that's what usually on um, a lot of the title stuff we come up with with the title company is that is appropriate because the other time you get to use a summary administration is if the person has been has passed away more than two years ago. And that's usually what happens with us. Correct. <laughs> so you have the family that's continued to live in the house and just done nothing with yes. it. And then suddenly when they go to sell it, realize they have to probate it. So we can use summary administration for that as well. And then the formal administration is what you'd expect from a probate. It's a, it takes full. full. It. it can't be any less than three months, but it's usually more like six months to a year that it'll take to do the whole process. Wow. Okay. But it, and it depends on the jurisdiction as to how fast it can take too. Mm -hmm. um, I remember a couple of years ago, it seems like they were really slow in Okaloosa. Um, mm -hmm. as the judges were changing and stuff, is it still slower over there than Walton? Walton tends to be a little faster. Okay. <laughs> okay. Still, still got it. <laughs> so it depends on the county and the judges. Uh, so tell us then about ancillary probate. What is that? So that is basically if the person who died um, lived in another state, so Alabama, And that Georgia. happens to us too a lot. Oh, all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so the, the family, I'm sure, and I'm sure they say this to you, but we did a probate. Yes, we've already done it. And we yeah. say yes, but we just need to do it again. <laughs> yes. So any real property in Florida has to be probated in Florida. So if you are, so if your mom passed away in Alabama and you do the probate in Alabama, we then need to get exemplified copies of those documents, record them here, and then go through whatever probate process is appropriate. So it's either a summary administration if they've been gone more than two years or a formal administration if it's a re more recent. Death. But it's quicker because it's already been done before, right? No. The ancillary? Oh, no, okay. Because <laughs> ancillary, you told me this means secondary, right? Yes. Yes, it just means it's not, the, not where they're domiciled, but Florida doesn't have, so some states have, I think Alabama does, where they'll take our court's order and just kind of, have the judge sign off on that and put, and that'll be enough. But we go through the whole process. We notify creditors. We oh, do everything. Wow. Here. Okay. So it could take a while. It could. But if it's a summary, it's hopefully won't. Yeah. Summary is, it still can be very quick. So summary is what we want. Yes. Um, we want people that have been dead for two years <laughs> or more, please. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I guess the bottom line is if you're handling a real estate transaction and it turns out someone's dead, 
on the seller side, mm -hmm. then we need to pull Jane in and let her work her magic. And we like to do that early. So if it's a property that you are listing and you see people in title that are not the people that you've been dealing with, then you know find out early and we can go ahead and start the probate process before you go under contract. Yeah, actually that's great advice. Listing agents, do your due diligence with your sellers. If there's someone dead in the chain of title uh, and there wasn't properly cleaned up with probate, then let's get Jane on it ahead of time so that it doesn't slow down. And we have process. even done like, if you just think that it might, there might be something hairy, then we'll go ahead and run a title search for you, you know, at listing. And then we can tell you right away what's yeah, going to need to happen. Yep. And I would, I would also add if you have a seller who is very old or very sick, I've had some people come to me saying, mom's got a week left to live, so we got to hurry up and do this closing, where we've been able to come in and do like a life estate deed. Real quick. So if the closing okay. didn't okay. happen right away. That's really good advice. And that's nice that you can do that. Yeah. Okay. So I always preach that everybody needs a will. And so let's just go through the requirements real quick of what is uh, necessary for a will in Florida, and then we'll close it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the will just has, the requirements are that it has to be signed in front of two witnesses who observe the signing, know they're signing a will, and sign at the same time. Um, we like to see that you also have what's called a self-proving affidavit where the witnesses also saw, and the person executing the will sign in front of a notary and have that all notarized. If you don't have that, whenever you pass away, we have to find those witnesses and bring them into court to then fill out that affidavit. So so it's not, while not required, typically it's two witnesses and a notary at the end of the document. Um, the other thing, to, if you wanna change it, you can't handwrite your changes. They won't be accepted by the court, so they will be as if they weren't there. So you just need to make sure that you want to change it we you go through the proper steps as well okay all right and so, so you can't make any changes with your pen that's good yeah. to know yeah. actually and even if you initialed it it's not going to matter you ha unless you sign it and have it witnessed which gets really messy uh-huh which i've seen <laughs> it gets very messy but yes it, but just don't do it just don't do it <laughs> so one more question and then i promise we'll close it out but we have a lot of people moving here Mm -hmm. And so they have a will in Georgia. They lived in Georgia for so many years. They decided to, to relocate to Florida. And now they have a, a home in Florida. Uh, do they need a Florida will now? You're not required to, to have a Florida will. A Florida will, um, under Florida law, Florida will accept wills signed in other states, provided that they were signed in accordance with the state statute when, the, when it was signed. With the one exception of we do not accept what's called holographic wills, which is a handwritten will. So like Louisiana, you can just write out your wishes as long as it's in your handwriting and sign it, and that's acceptable. Florida won't accept that. Um, but the, I do. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that. Like, <laughs> as long as it's in your handwriting, like the judge knows your handwriting. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I don't remember where I was going with that. No um, handwritten wills can be accepted from another state. Yes, but it is probably good to have somebody look at it and make sure that it's not going to have a, a different effect of what you intended because it will be administered under Florida law, not the state that you signed it in. So the biggest thing is homestead here. If you direct that your personal representative sell your homestead, it loses that homestead um, 
designation. So then you can't do summary credit. It can be forced to be sold to. So if you put it in your will that you want to sell it, then automatically it just you lose all of those. When you die, you still get them when you're alive, but your your beneficiaries won't have the benefit of that homestead protection that we have under the Constitution here in Florida. So, which is kind of a big thing. So if you know. Yeah. Your mom, di your mom dies and she's been in the hospital for six months before she dies and has big, you know, medical bill. Then if you put in your will, sell the house, the kids have to sell the house and pay back those bills with that oh. money instead of getting the house and being able to sell it outside of because probate. Because you take care oh. of the assets or you take <clears throat> care of the creditors first in a probate and then mm -hmm. you do the assets. Yes. So and in that case, yes. you would, it would be an asset. And homestead, your homestead is technically not a probate asset. If it's homestead. Uh huh. Okay. So don't just go and write your own will, people. You need an attorney to do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Don't use LegalZoom. Don't use Chat GPT. Please use a real human, aka Jane Kerrigan, <laughs> uh, to draft your will for yes. you, uh, so that we, so that it's good and valid, and don't have any issues. All right. Well, that barely scratches the surface. There, as you can see, there's so many rabbit holes, uh, rabbit trails we could go down. Uh, but for purposes of today, I think that's good. So obviously, if you have any more questions, reach out to us or Jane. Uh, you can find us anywhere on social media. Just look us up, and uh, we'll be glad to help. And so, uh, Jane, thank you for joining us today. Thank, thank you for you. having me. We appreciate it. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye-bye.